guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Single Moms podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we have a beautiful lady from Miami. I'm going to Miami. Her name is Julia Bowman. She is an author. She is a girl mom. She is a blogger, a nurse, and she has a wild card. That's what her Instagram says, guys. We're going to find out what the wild card is. Ooh, Chile. <laughs> Um, she's also a single mom and she's just got a massive bright smile and I kind of love hearing about people's single mommy stories. I love the fact that you are an author because you're sharing. I, I don't want to spill the tea now but I'm going to let you tell <laughs> your story. But yeah, I just I just love everything about you because I when I was doing research for this podcast I just carried on reading your blog another one and another one it was just like um you even watch like Netflix series <laughs> yeah so it was just it like, like that <laughs> yes yeah, so it was just like that I was just reading another one and another one so please tell the audience a bit about yourself well thank you can I tell you how excited I am to be here this is um I was looking at some of my notes earlier and I wrote down not too long ago, one of my manifesting like dreams was to be on a podcast one day to discuss these things. And I was like, oh, check mark, here we go. Yes. <laughs> but yes, um, my name is Julia. I live in Miami. I was raised in Belize. Um, I am currently now a happy single mom. And I guess to, to tell you that, I kind of have to tell you how I got here of being, being a single mom and the end of, uh, uh, backtrack you to when I got a divorce. I got divorced the end of 2019. I, my daughter was a year and a half at that time. And I remember packing up whatever fit in our suitcases, really. Booking a one-way ticket to Miami because I have family here and it takes an entire village to, to, to raise a little one and doing it alone, I needed that support. So one-way ticket to Miami. I got here with a toddler on my hip and our suitcases and that was it. Life was about to, to start over. And so I got here, newly divorced, new single mom and the pieces were at the floor for me. I had... I have spent the time from that point to now picking up those pieces and I have had to dive into the world of shadow work and healing and transformation in addition to raising a wild toddler and being a full-time mom and a full-time having a full-time career yeah. that I can finally tell you through all of that good things, all of these series of events that I am mostly a happy single mom. Yeah. And I get to, I finally get to be in this space of my life that I can share how I got here. And I can help my daughter also cope with the changes of life and to be really happy, be a happy toddler of where she's at. And when I say this, I think of a quote that's really dear to me. It's from Ram Dass and it says, we're all just walking each other home. Mm. 
Um, that's right. We're all, we really are just, we're meant to meet people and connect with people and that's our journey back to home. Yeah. Please tell the audience a bit about the title for your, um, your Instagram page. Oh, my Instagram page is Memoirs Healing Woman. It is um, also attached to my blog, which is Memoirs of a Healing Woman. And I created that blog post this summer. I shouldn't say blog post. I created that blog this summer and I named it Memoirs of a Healing Woman because really and truly it's my memoirs and I'm a healing woman and I'm sharing all of these events that have happened to me that have led me to this place that I can share this but I also wanted to create a space where other women could share these stories about themselves to bring their power back how I have felt like I have gotten my power back by creating a sense of belonging and community in what I have been through and what other moms, single moms have also been through. Um, Memoirs of a Healing Woman serves to be inclusive, um, non-judgmental, and just a safe space where we can talk about the things that we really don't talk enough about. No, I I absolutely love it, and I love the fact that you're 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 saying memoirs, because oftentimes when we see people on the other side of life, where we possibly might want to be, maybe when their kids have grown up and left, we never really and you know you ask them, well, how did you do this? Like, how were you such a successful mom, and how how did you manage a business and you know still find a new love? They're like, oh, we just just by the by the grace of God, you know. You're like, uh, no, you didn't. <laughs> I want the full, give me, give me the formula, you know, so when um, I just love the title because it's kind of like memoirs, you know, just little pieces of yourself and I remember I read, um, well, there was a particular article that you wrote in your blog post about um, an abortion and I shared that um, on my, my first ever podcast, I shared that I had a termination and um, it wasn't for me in my mind. It was just like I'm not doing this. Uh, uh-uh. uh. This is I'm doing my law degree. This is not happening to me right now. I was like, uh, 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 uh. But um, yes, yeah, so I had the had the termination, and no one ever speaks about the emotional roller coaster you go through afterwards. Everyone's just like, yep, yeah, quick fix, gone, gone. But I remember sitting at home watching a Pampers advert, and I cried for like two hours you know and i started thinking to myself like would it have been a boy would it have been a i went on this this nonsense rabbit hole like would it have been a boy would it have been a girl i started calculating how old the child would be now but um oftentimes women don't really share like the the shit we really go through emotionally so yeah when i saw your post i was like oh my god i love it (laughs) yeah yes it was that post when you said like we don't talk about it and I hear you talking I was like I went through those same exact emotions why weren't we talking about it why couldn't I share this so much sooner you know and the abortion blog post was something that I was very anxious posting it was very vulnerable it was very I didn't know how it would have been received but I wanted people to know that I did go through an abortion and statistically one in four women before the age of 45 will have an abortion. Mm. 
that is that is numbers for you. So I think of you going going to a room. How many women are with you in this room that you're in? Mm. One in four of you may have had an abortion, yes. But how many of us are talking about it when that? person in a room full of people is probably feeling very alone right now because we don't speak up about the things that are vulnerable and intimate about us and i say this because like i said i had all this anxiety about posting this this very raw piece and i remember having an acquaintance it wasn't even a, like a close friend nearby but an acquaintance and I love oversharing. It might be a problem. I oversharing <laughs> like, as well. It's <laughs> like, uh, I'm about to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what? how it's going to be received. And I started telling her this story of I was 20. I had an abortion. I was by myself. Uh, like, if things would have gone differently, I could have very well never been able to have a child again. I could have that. Like, there were so many things and factors and how alone and how I had to grieve the loss of a child that I chose to terminate. Yeah. And I saw, like, I love watching people's faces when I when I say these things because there's so much to be said in someone's facial expressions. And I could see she had something to tell me. And, like, there was this brief space of time where she just looked at me and she's like, you know, not too long ago I had an abortion. Yeah. And she shared her story with me. And I was like, man, this, this is why I'm doing this. Because I... I passed her every day and she was probably alone on most of those days. Now she now knows that she has a, she has a friend. She's a part of a community and a tribe. And she's also going to be on the road of a healing woman from where this is. You're completely right in regards to um, sharing and being open. Sometimes I overshare a lot. I don't know whether you see (laughs) a couple of of my last posts about, um, the fact that I found a grey hair down there and I started panicking. I was like, ah! I was like, she's dying! What's happening? She's getting old! She's getting old! But I put up a post on my Instagram um, a couple of days ago and a lot of single mums recently have started committing suicide. I don't, I don't know whether you, you've seen that. I so did I, see that. I put up a poll and um, it's kind of like, it was, I think it was a private poll anyway and I, put, I wrote down that um, as a single mother, have you ever um, thought about committing suicide? And I don't want to share the stats here, but let me just say it was a, a, a lot, a lot of women said that they have thought, contemplated committing suicide. And it breaks my heart because I'm just like, everyone says, oh, Khalifa, you're strong, you're strong. I'm not strong. I have my, I have my days. I actually, I know my psyche now. So when I'm sad, I allocate pity parties. If it's, a, yes. Yes, if it's a weekend I give myself a pity party you know so I it's good to know yourself and you can't always rely on people as well and I do my therapy and I find this talking to people actually therapeutic as well Absolutely. I, like, like what you said the reason why I shared that is because we need to have a community we need to share your blog post is so important we're going to touch on your book now, but um, yeah, like what you've just said in regards to speaking to that woman and telling her, this is what I'm going through and not knowing that that part of your story has already been inside her and you've walked past her all the time. You could have another single mom right next to you that is contemplating suicide and all she needs to hear from you is, you're doing a good job, babe. 
you are doing, doing a good job. Yeah, you are doing this by yourself. Kids are exactly kids are rough. It's okay. I'll cry with you. Yes, we have to. Yes, cry. We cry. We can roll on the floor, but we have to get back up again. You know, and make breakfast. It's hard work. It is hard, hard work. But I I always say to women that. The pregnancy for me is the hardest, you know. If you can go through a pregnancy, <laughs> like, you can do anything else because they put, um, oh, what's this thing called? Do you know, like a contraction machine, like, on men? Oh, yes. Have yeah. <laughs> you seen those videos? <laughs> they could not even withstand two seconds of, of having a contraction. Can you imagine? And we are here. Yeah, having oh. to cook and clean, have contractions and periods and back pain and, and breastfeeding and then having to take the pill and then having to do with their BS. Like, come on, we girl, you better walk around like you got an S on your chest. You That's right. That's right. An S on your chest. You know, you, you say that and I um I, I think of you when you said the statistics, a single mom, and it's hard and all these things. And what's going through my mind, like I had this kind of conversation with someone the other day. Being a single mom is hard. It is one of the hardest journeys I have ever had to walk. But I also think of the time that I, when I was pregnant and I was still married at the time. So I knew that I would have had another person with me. But even when I had my daughter, nothing prepared me that I would have had to have grieved the person, the woman I was before, life was about to change drastically. And I don't think I really mentally wrapped my mind around the concept that that life is gone, not in a bad way, but it is still an ending that I have to say goodbye to. It doesn't come over into this new person that I am with this tiny human that I am now supposed to raise. And I think that was very hard. And then most, you're, you're a single mom right after that. And it's just like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Yeah. No one ever, there's no manual for you to get it right. I think that if everyone was, if everyone had a magnificent parent, we wouldn't be in therapy. And funny you say that about, um, you, you didn't wrap your mind around that you're having a child. I actually find it hard to remember life without desire. The only things I would say, um, I, I remember is being able to go into a shop and not look at the tags and buy stuff. I remember that girl. <laughs> I miss that girl. I'll just right? go, I'll go to the shop and just pick. They're expensive, pick. damn it. And not even look at the tags, you know. But after I had them, girl, I am looking at the tags, trying to look for people codes. <laughs> but yeah, right. it's, it's it's so funny you say that. But what can we do? They're here. They're amazing little creatures. They're amazing. So. Yeah. I couldn't imagine life without her. Exactly, exactly. The process to, to, from that, that little transition. So I could see how women could take it really hard. That's mm. a huge transition. It is, it is very hard. And I think oftentimes if you do have a single mummy friend that's um, reaching out to you and complaining about the same old thing, you just have to listen, you know. You just have to be there and listen because oftentimes we're... we're um, yeah, we're crying out like look this is a problem for me and you just need someone to sit with you i remember when my one of my close friends um his mum's his mum died and um i went over to his house but i had not i had no words you know do you know you just don't have any words to say you just sit in silence and sometimes even as a friend 
yeah even if i'm telling you i've i'm doing the same thing over again my child is annoying me my child's not cleaning up his room just sit with me because that, that's sometimes that's that's the best thing you can do as a friend just just listen just be there be present you know what i mean i i get it i um i always say that i have a sos person like when i'm about to go down that rabbit hole because it's so easy to wrap yourself in the rabbit hole like this pity party like poor me poor this poor like the whole situation and i just know i have like you find your your, your people and you're like oh, sos please tell us about your amazing book i saw your stories today and you got your um first review you are like what i have can you believe i can't believe i'm about to say this but i'm a published author yeah. oh, book called the best of both worlds that helps parents explain the concept of divorce and separation to their young children that is it blows my mind that i'm able to tell you that how um, inspired you because obviously you say it in the title but just tell us what inspired you to write this amazing book you know we're talking about a lot of endings and new beginnings here and i keep saying grieving the loss and it really when i got going through the process of my divorce I grieved the loss of the family I thought I was going to give my daughter okay. I I made this mental picture of what it was supposed to look like and I wondered how she would handle that and I remember going to a birthday party with her and this little girl in her innocence you know children super innocent but the gift like they can ask the questions and they're like where's Layla's dad mm. I was like um not here <laughs> and i just really wanted to create this community i wanted as a mother i want my child to feel like she belongs yeah. and statistically speaking too one in two children will see the end of their their parents marriage unfortunately it's becoming more commonplace and as a single parent, we're still learning how to successfully be single parents and to co-parent. And now we have to also think about our children and give them the tools to be successful in this change in, in dynamic. And that's where the story started. I wanted to create this tangible, feel-good story for my daughter and children just like her, that sometimes the world that we live on splits down the middle. And it is okay to be sad about it and to feel the big emotions that life is no longer what we once thought it to be, but in those pieces that we can pick it up and we can build something new. And there's a magic in new beginnings. And now when the world's split in two, that means you got two worlds. You have the best of both worlds. You have this beautiful space you have with your mom, and now you have this beautiful space that you have with your dad. And it is not, a sad thing anymore it is something that can make give them the tools to use their imagination to be resilient um most importantly to make her and other kids just like her feel like they belong yeah that's awesome so how did you um go through the writing process was it difficult or I tell people writing the book was the easiest thing to do. It was everything else after that, which was um, way over my head. I self-published on Amazon. Yeah. So I feel like the moment I decided I was going to do this book and it, I wanted to, to start this process, the universe said go. And I just connected with these people and 
uh, I had someone who knew a book coach. So immediately I started talking to her. So she gave me these tips and tricks of how to move forward. And then she in turn connected me to a graphic designer. Wow. Um, and then in the process, I met my illustrator, who's also Belizean American, like myself. And the novelty of we've never illustrated, she's never illustrated a book, I've never written a book kind of fell into play there. So she illustrated my images. I connected with this graphic designer. And now I have this book that I just uploaded onto Amazon. And now Amazon publishes my book. Oh, wow. No, that's amazing. That is amazing. In fact, that I, I love the fact that when, when I hear people's stories, they had an idea, something that isn't, isn't tangible and they birthed it do you understand like I just love that it was just an idea and it actually is here I absolutely I always think of this book uh big creative magic I think I said it correct um where they said ideas find you like they run into you sometimes and sometimes they stay and sometimes they leave yeah it's one of those things that stuck with me so I was like this is it we gotta do it and Leila, has she read the book? Does she, does she love the book? Yes. So um, before it even went to press or to print or anything, I, I read it to her because the whole concept is, will this really help? Will she really get it? Will other kids really get it? And I read it and, you know, they're always in their own little world. And mm. so my brother came up, my brother and sister-in-law came over and she started saying, you know, I live on mommy's world and daddy lives on his world. And then sometimes I go there and sometimes I come here. And I was just like, she gets it. And she spoke of a story that is hers. And I think that was the, the, the wish fulfillment. Brilliant. So what's Layla taught you as a mum then? Because I feel like my son's taught me so many lessons. I'm learning new lessons every day. It really, when you say every day, absolutely. Um, if I had to pick a couple that I could, has been the most prominent for me i think of especially in my situation as a single mom um full-time mom full-time career you're always busy you always have something to do it's always it's constantly on the go and i think she's this reminder that i have to slow down yeah live in a moment only this size today and that if i don't stop and just watch her and be with her in this moment i'm going to miss it by being this functional parent instead of being this present parent. And I go back and forth between that all the time, but I really think she has taught me to be present and she's made me more conscious that parenting isn't a projection of who I want her to be or my dreams and my aspiration, that she's her own little person. And she chose me to help her grow up in this big world and I want to give her all the tools and I want to give her this book and all these these good things so that she can be the best Layla she can be oh, that's amazing no no I love the fact that you said that we should yeah slow down and live in the moment and I shared this the other day <laughs> that my son has this thing about sleeping in my room even though <laughs> I've, I've like done his room up nicely and the other day when he slept in my room um he started laughing in his sleep and I woke up and I looked at him and I was just, you know, you're just filled with so much joy. The pure fact that 
you know like you're just laughing in your sleep that you're so happy that it's actually gone into your <laughs> into your dreams so yeah we need to just live in the moment enjoy our kids and it i i can't i don't know what the stats are but the pure fact that we even have kids are, are amazing fertility is going down and sperm count is going down as well so we need to be thanking the lord <laughs> the fact that <laughs> that's right these little babies that give us stress <laughs> i know i'm grateful for all the lessons yes what are your thoughts on therapy oh i'm really glad you asked me that question i love talking about therapy oh good stuff i started going to therapy um consistently during the process of my divorce up to now and I think it has been the game changer for me. You know, uh, my brother likes to tell me something. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I think therapy is how you do things differently. I have come from, like, I have this, through everything, I realized that in my marriage, I was very codependent. I have gone through these things. So now, like family dysfunction, I have always been very reactive. So now I'm in this space where I'm on this healing journey. I want to, to I no longer want to repeat those cycles. Yes. So therapy is the tool that teaches me that, hey, now I'm, I get to be aware of what's going on. I can now pinpoint what triggers me. I don't have to react in the same way I want to. And that I... I'm still in the process of trusting myself to address situations that once threw me off the horse, you know, yeah. um, in a healthy manner. So it's, it's this thing that therapy is just this, this tool that helps you do things differently now in a better, more conscious, more aware space. Brilliant. And how has them um, like dating life been after divorce? If you want to, Oh my goodness, dating. I know we just survived the pandemic. Me for this. Are you like dodging corona and dodging men? Like <laughs> you know, when you talk about dating, I always circle no matter what, you always be a mom first, right? And I think about when I have to date, it's a concept of now I have to find time away from my daughter. Yeah. And there's this guilt, you know, like you're going to leave your child. And then I have to remind myself, no, this is necessary. This is, Layla, you can't pour from an empty cup and this is your yeah. self-discovery for yourself and you can't teach her these healthy relationships that she wants to have if you don't know and haven't explored those yourself. Yeah. Um, and like I mentioned, like I, I come to, that I was codependent, that I have worked through that process that now I have to, it's a, I start dating, but this is brand new. This, who I am now is a brand new person than I was when I was married or who I was before. So that's been tough because it's a level of vulnerability I've never had before. I'm learning what I like and what I don't like. Um, but I do think of something that has happened with my dating life. Um, that the first time I met someone, and I really liked them. And then it didn't work out. Yeah. And I remember having this aha moment of, oh, that really hurt. Like, I can feel it like there, it didn't work and that hurt my heart. And it was this first realization for me that, man, maybe I'm not broken. 
maybe my heart still works and I still have the capability of letting somebody new in and that I can be this new person and to love like I'm not who I was so I'm taking that away from it but if, if you're asking me about actually dating what are dating apps what is this what? Yeah, uh, listen i tried it and i saw three of my friends husbands on there so i had to delete it so i was just like uh if oh I no oh no <laughs> do you know what i did though i screenshotted it like and then i was gonna send it to my friends but then i've been in this situation before but this is when i was much much younger yes. when I saw one, one of my friends partners with another girl and I called her up, I was like, girl, da, 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 da. And he then got back to her and said, no, it wasn't me. She's lying. She's single. She doesn't want you to be happy. And my friend stopped talking to me. So then, I'm like, <laughs> and I loved my friend so much, but it really hurt me. I was like, how are you going to pick a man? Why would I need to lie? You know? So when I saw the three screens, the, the three guys, sorry, I was like, should I send it? Should I not? So I just, yeah, I just deleted it. I was just like, do you know what? I don't want to be in anyone's mess. So I just deleted the app as well. I, they, it was just so boring. I don't, and I found that it's fake. It's kind of like, hi, hi, how's your day been? Fine. Exactly. Like there's no joy. How are you supposed to share this with someone you don't even know? You didn't even catch a vibe. Yeah, there's no vibe. That's the right word. There's no vibe. Well, for me anyway, because I know someone that's met someone on um, a dating website and they are so happy. So I don't know. I'm like, why? Like, why are you finding someone and I'm seeing married, I'm seeing married men? <laughs> on <here. laughs> that ain't right. No, no, no. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I am attempting it because where else am I going to find a time? Like I want to go out and catch a vibe, but besides going to work and being Layla's mom and fitting in my future, where? 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 But you're saying where. I, I, what irritates me about people as well, because I always say, <clears throat> I'm, I'm such a weirdo. Whenever I see like old couples or whatever, I'm like, oh, where did you meet? Where did you meet? Just, just out of curiosity. Yes. And I kid you not, people meet at the dumbest places. It's like I heard, um, had um, a couple tell me that they met at a petrol station. Another couple, yeah, he said that he was driving and he saw her in her car and then he was telling her to pull up at the traffic lights, you know? And then you know, I wouldn't be pulling up at no traffic lights. But they they, they exchange numbers, they're married, they're happy. Yeah, and I'm here on friggin' Tinder swiping left and swiping right, and I can't (laughs) catch a break. I feel you. You're not alone. Hey, you are not alone. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just like, and then downstairs is going grey. So I'm just like, Lord, what is happening right now? 2021. It's even, I I married my high school sweetheart. So I never dated before. So this is just brand new territory yeah it's exciting and and all these things i i I would hate to put a negative spin but i'm like man i'm still figuring this out but yeah i think dating is exciting though like you just said like dressing up yeah but yeah i do think that yeah sometimes there's like an expectation kind of thing that you're like oh i really want it to work but it's good what you said in regards to the idea that my heart is still flesh, my heart is still, my, I'm still, I'm ready for love. Thank you for showing me that I actually 
I'm, I want love and I'm capable of love, you know? So I, I do love that aspect of, yeah, like love and dating again. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. You've got a quote on your blog and you say, um, I love my Angelo, um, Angelou, sorry. You say, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. See, I've got a bit of a, your accent now. Yes, I like it. <laughs> Why is this quote so important to you? <clears throat> when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And I wrote, I, this blog post was specifically where I wrote about the end of my, my marriage and my transition. And I, I say this in the, this means something to me because what ended us in the end, and I speak about this situation like this, but I'm at peace with it as well. Whatever, however we ended, was the exact same reasons that were an issue in the very beginning. Wow. He never switched up on me, you know? He showed me exactly who he was from day one. So he never switched up. I switched up on myself, compromising who I was and my, where I stood. And so I wrote that post, whereas someone shows you who they are, believe them. You don't have to make people fit into your life. Some people are meant to teach you and you grow and you keep moving forward and that's okay. And at that point in my life, they showed me who they were and I still wanted to, to, to mold who I was into their life. And that's just, that's just not how it's going to work. Yeah, definitely. So, I think that, yeah, you're so right. Women, we are natural project managers and project we, manager. the difficulty we face is that we always see potential, you know? that okay he doesn't tick these boxes but he ticks this box he doesn't do this but he does that you know and but what we don't realize is that we're chipping away at ourselves every time we compromise we're bending our backs you know whilst we're stretching someone else high and it's not it's not beneficial because this is the only life we get to live this is it after this you know whatever your beliefs are like i'm a christian heaven or hell you know so you need to make decisions based on is this person fitting a, a relationship is like a mirror am i happy with who's looking back at me is this is this what i want my representatives to be you know so i'm, I'm thankful that you picked yourself that you is as much as you say that you can see that you compromise but now with me with the things that i've been in in relationships i know the things i won't take so sometimes we need those those chips you know, to show us what we would never ever take again and how we will not compromise and how we won't sell ourselves short and how we will set a standard. And if you're not willing to, to, to reach it, I have been married and I've moved on and I did not die. So you walking out of my life will not kill me. So sometimes we need that emotional stamping post that, boy, I'll help you pack. I'll even book you an Uber. Go. <laughs> That's absolutely it's it's all roads lead home and I, I had to go through all of these things to get me here I am at peace with all of these things but now like I address these and I bring these things up and it's not because I like backtracking in the past but there's something to be learned and I now I do know what I want and what I don't want and what I won't tolerate and I've also like started to develop these tools to to help myself and hopefully to help another another person on that path home and to help my daughter and other children just like her you know yeah 
So where can people buy your books? I know you said them um, Amazon earlier. Yes, my <clears throat> my book is available on Amazon. It's called The Best of Both Worlds by Julia Bowman. Um, you can also follow me on my blog. It's memoirsofahealingwoman.com. I have a shop page there that you can link the book to Amazon there. And you can also follow me on Instagram at memoirshealingwoman. Um, and I also have the link there attached. But all everything goes to Amazon. It's on Amazon. Yes, 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 yes. Um, have you got any plans for the rest of the year? We're nearly done now. Yes, sir. It's been so eventful already. But uh, <laughs> and first of all, can you believe it's almost Christmas? I I was count. I think it's like fifty nine days now till Christmas. Oh my goodness. I don't, I don't even know what to, I don't know. I, 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 in the UK, they're trying to say they want to have another lockdown next day. I don't know what's going to happen. I really pray they don't have another one. They're saying that the COVID, although they're saying that all half of the population has been vaccinated, but now all of a sudden COVID is on, on the rise. So I'm just like, make it make sense, guys. So they want to have, yeah, they want to have another lockdown. I can't, I can't do a stain in the house again. I hear you. I tell people the best part of my job during the pandemic was that I still got to go to work. Yeah, because you're a nurse, aren't you? Yes, and you still, you, this pandemic you don't realize, and another thing I talk about on my blog, like mental health and all that, like people yeah. that need people, and you're isolating, like it's tough out there. Mm. So did you see a lot of like um, COVID cases that you're... You know, I also, I work, fortunately I'm, I'm, able to work in a setting that is not COVID um, associated. I work in a surgical setting, um, which was great for me at the time because there's a sphere that you, you interact and you have a family at home and all these things. So I was really fortunate that I was able to work in that space, but I have many friends that are still very working and they're amazing uh, humans that have just, really stepped in um but i think a year what is it like a year and a half into this pandemic yeah is that what yeah i think it's almost two years it you know, almost feels like the new norm like covid like if you interact with them like it's just it's just the yeah. way it's weird i was saying that like i really want to know what's happening in wuhan because i'm just like i don't know it's like <laughs> what's happening <laughs> over there because we're talking about Wu wuhan i'm just Look, that's where the COVID start and the, the virus started. Because I'm just like, why is it that we're still stuck and we're still in trouble and you lot have got your, your ish together? Because they, they, they vaccinated everyone. If the, the COVID is not high there at all. But the world is still like, my friend lives in Australia and they're in complete lockdown in Australia right now. Complete lockdown. Like you can't even go to the shop that's how bad their ones are. You, even if you want to go to the shop, you have to like go online and schedule it. Like it's just, the world is going. Wow. Yeah. But here. yeah, anyway, on a, on, let's move to a positive note because you're in beautiful Miami. So you must see like so many beautiful people. You by the beach? I am relatively close to the beach and I love I love Miami because it's this melting pot of people, you know, it's just people from all over the Caribbean and the world and they've all come here and 
and it's like a cultural experience when it comes to food and the people and you know and I, and I say this as a new Miamian because when I tell people from Miami here that I am um, I'm in love and they're like oh give it time <laughs> give it time <laughs> no I don't know what is there to hate by living next to a beach no 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 I don't think it would end go you you mm-mm. I would love that. I would trade that in any time. It's, um, it's one of those escapes I do when the days are hard too, you know? Yeah. And you, you can sit there and it's calming and relaxing. And I love the ability that I'm able to, to have that. Yeah. Especially like in the Caribbean. And so this gives me a little taste of home with the first world problems instead yeah, of the definitely. third. And like later can grow up to be one of those little surf girls. You see those like beach girls that can swim and yes, yeah, cool girls. She's got the sass for it. She's got the sass. <laughs> oh, crikey. Where can people find you on social media? I know you gave us your, um, your Amazon um, link. Yeah, so my Instagram is Memoirs of Healing Woman. Um, I get to share all my my blog updates on there and a little bit of me and a little bit of my daughter and all the things that make me me and to carry you along on my journey i also have a facebook page called memoirs of a uh, memoirs of a healing woman and my blog is memoirs of a healing woman.com brilliant brilliant oh julia you've been amazing i love your story i love your strength i love the the book the fact that you're actually using your story to help children understand decisions that adults make you know that it has nothing to do with them that they are just the most beautiful gifts from from god so thank you for um having that idea and birthing that idea because oftentimes they say that if you go to like a graveyard that's where you see lost dreams but you had an idea and then you made it come to fruition so if no one has ever thanked you thank you so much and you've got more reviews to come on amazon i can feel it <laughs> i'm manifesting it <laughs> i'm taking i'm taking it thank you so much oh those words fill fill my heart right up and thank you for allowing me this space to be able to share my story and the book and to also allow me into your space of sharing your happy single mom life and all the beautiful things i think your platform is amazing and it was one of those things where you gravitate to you want to find your tribe you know and i typed in single moms on instagram and the first thing that pops up is happy single mom podcast i was like well now i gotta listen to that <laughs> thank you thank you so much now i'm um, i think i'm overly happy i get on people's nerves because i'm so like, i'm smiling i'm just like well I read somewhere that it takes more effort to frown and smile and I'm not causing myself any wrinkles for nobody. No, no, no. None of that. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not going to have no Botox anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for taking out the time for coming on. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you.